Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the 11th episode of Wrapping the Meatballs. As always, we have Murphy Monreal, Joey Spano, Coach Raff, and today our guest is Casey Kowaleski. So, as always, Raff will start us off. Welcome, Casey. Um, Casey is a 1998 MUHS grad. He's current dean of students here at MUHS. Uh, he's a three-sport athlete, football, track, and basketball. And I'm going to embarrass him just a little bit. He still holds the record, I believe, for the most receiving yards in a championship game in 1997 in the Wissa State Championship game, which we beat uh, Notre Dame 24-20. to so, Casey, my questions are this. How and why did your journey from MUHS lead you back to MUHS? And also, you were a psychology major at UW-La Crosse. How does that help in your current job? Um, I guess the path back here really came down to leaving college. I wanted to work with young men. And I valued my experience here at Market High so much that the Alumni Service Corps was something that was appealing to me. Uh, it was an opportunity. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the psych degree. And so working with students, maybe teaching, coaching, uh, provide an opportunity for me to kind of give back to Market High. You know, I looked at some of the Alumni Service Corps members who were part of the past program, and they, they impacted me when I, was, when I was here and my decisions and kind of where I went next. Um, and so this was a kind of a great stepping stone uh, to getting into education or figuring out what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. And so the Alumni Service Corps brought me back to Market High. I taught psych for a year. Uh, after that year of service, I, you know, I love the community so much. I was like, hey, I went to the principal at the time, Mr. Moiler, and I just, hey, can I, is there anything you need me to do? I'd love to stick around. Um, and so he was able to offer me kind of some part-time work. I was the actual... The, um, service director and taught health and wellness my second year here so and then that one thing led to another and now i've been here for 22 years yeah we've had several um people come back i think mr monday also was a 80 was he 84 <coughs> grad i believe yes and he's now the principal so it says a lot about the community here at marquette that you guys come through the school enjoy it so much and you want to come back and make a career of it yeah yeah for sure all right, Coach, I got a question. Um, so you're, you're a full plate kind of guy. You know, in high school, you were a three-sport athlete, and now uh, the head varsity coach as well as the dean. So I'm just wondering, what are your keys to balancing your time and um, managing that? I find that, and I, and I found this in, in high school through college, the more I have on my plate, the, more, the, the better I feel like I'm balancing my time and managing my time. Sometimes when I have too much idle time, I waste it. Um, and so I just found that, the more, the more I have going on, the more I have to stay organized. And I'm, an organize, I'm a really organized person, almost yeah. to, sometimes to a fault, um, where I like things a certain way and, and kind of filling my time, filling my slots. And I, you know, I use calendars and checklists, and you know, there's, there's something nice about crossing things off lists. So in my office, there's a whiteboard with all the things to do. And yeah. anytime you can eliminate one of those things, it, you, know, you have that sense of accomplishment, you feel mm -hmm. good about it. Um, but I, th I honestly find that the more I have going on, the better I tend to balance things. Gotcha. Yeah, makes sense. Interesting. So Raph obviously goes on, and he's already done it about your, your days on the gridiron. So I was wondering, why did you choose to get into coaching and into basketball rather than football, since you're such a great football player? Well, I think a couple of things. I, uh, you know, when I after after high school, I went to college to play. I was going to play football at UW Cross. <laughs> yeah. First day of full contact, I broke my back. So I had a doing a slant over the middle, just got lit up by a, a fourth year senior. Uh, it hurt to walk. And so I went to the training room and 
that, that Christmas, I ended up having a spinal fusion and not being able to play. I had to kind of re figure out, okay, what do I want to do next? And I actually, my junior year of college, I tried to play again, mm. um, went through full summer workouts, two a days and first couple of days of practice. It just, I was, I was sore. I was hurt. I was like, you know what? This probably isn't the right, the right move for me. Uh, and so later on in one of my psychology classes, I had kind of a practicum at the boys and girls club and kind of led me to doing some little coaching with, with, with youth basketball players at, at, uh, at the boys and girls club. Mm-hmm. And then when I got my opportunity as alumni service corps, I coached all three sports that I played in, uh, in the alumni service corps. And I coached all three for, I think my first eight years. Um, and I really liked basketball because it's a small group of guys. And, you know, I loved coaching football. I loved coaching track, but there were so many people. And sometimes it was hard to make the connections and get to know the guys the way I feel like, you know, is important to do. So basketball kind of is the direction that I ended up going. And some of that had to do with, like I said, I coached all three sports. Some of it had to do with just my different jobs at the different times and times of year. Fall was a really difficult time of year when I was in admissions uh, prior to being the dean of students. And even as the dean of students, you know, the fall, starting the school year out, coaching football would have been would have been a real challenge. So gave that up and just really had been focused on on basketball ever since. Yeah. Do you have a minute to uh, preview your team this year? It sounds like you guys have a, a pretty good chance at yeah. uh, going a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think we, we return everybody from la- – almost everybody from last, last school year. Obviously, we graduated a couple of key seniors who are great leaders for us. But when you look at the production returning, you have almost all the all the cast back. You have Nolan Menasali is obviously kind of our leader. Yeah. Um, last year, Greater Metro Conference Player of the Year as as a junior, and so we have a lot to expect from him in return. I mean, I think he was our leading rebounder, our leading scorer, and things like that. I uh, also returned two other All Conference players, and Ryan Meehan and T.J. Adams, uh, as well as guys that started a lot of games for us, and Thad Hoffman and. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson and and kind of get Cade Conan into the into the mix uh, more this year. He's he's obviously going to be a key role player, keep not a role player. Cade will be a starter for us and a key contributor for us. And and just some of those other guys that that were kind of the glue guys, the guys like Josh Knack or Michael Broker returning as just good good dudes, guys that work hard, guys that know what you expect, uh, as well as some some youth. When you look at a guy like Tommy Novotny coming in. Uh, just a stellar athlete as a, as a sophomore. So, you know, I think we're preseason picked to be the number two team in the state. So those are certainly very high expectations for us. And we, we have the same high expectations for ourselves. You know, we hope to repeat as Greater Metro Conference champs. And, and the goal is that gold ball like the football team did and getting back to Madison in a couple more months. Yeah. So the only team ranked above you is DePere right now, correct? Yes. Yeah. And that was you guys got last year. But they, they lost some key players, I think, in they, comparison to us, I think. They did, they lost but more guys than they did. But they're going to be very good again, and they're the number one team in the state for a reason. Yeah. And you know, I think when you look back on that game, I think we'll watch that game again in a few days here, and just remind us that they 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 handled us pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. And we we actually play them in a non conference game over Christmas break this year. Okay. In fact, two of our non conference games are against the number one team in in Division One, number one team in Division Two, back to back nights out at the Concordia. Uh, Wisconsin Basketball Yearbooks Association, that classic yeah. out there. We play Pewaukee and appear in back-to-back nights. So you're a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, you're a lot like um, Coach Klostinski and in the previous coaches before with Marquette that you want to play the best whenever you can play the best. We do the same in football, and uh, we've done it in baseball too. But it's so important to see what's out there and get a measuring stick right away to 
see what your team has. Absolutely. I think you, you have to beat the best. To, you have to play the best, beat the best to, to be the best. And so I think, you know, looking at our non-conference, our conference is a grind to begin with. You have some of the top teams in the state in our conference every year, um, scheduling teams like Pewaukee, Arrowhead, uh, West, uh, who, who is it? Uh, drawing a blank on the Madison, the, the team that just split, where did you guys host the football playoffs? The second oh, round? Oh, Sun Prairie. Sun Prairie. So Sun Prairie yeah. West is one of the top teams in the state as well. And so again, Pewaukee, De Pere, playing those teams, you got to play them at the end. And I think it really tells you, gives your players a good sense of, hey, here's where we're at, right? And, and maybe you do take some lumps along the way, but those, you know, those games matter in terms of building. But essentially, it's, it's, it's preparing for that final run, the run to the state. And you know you're going to have to face teams like that day in and day out. And, and it's important to gauge where we're at and, 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 and beat the best. I think you'll also have an advantage this year with a lot of the kids you mentioned that played football. And now they just ran the gauntlet. They went through a five-game uh, five stretch there of uh, intense playoff games. So I think that can only help with your basketball team. These kids have the pedigree now, and they know how to win. So I think that'll be very helpful. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Having I think we have six football players who competed in the state championship, and actually the, the next day, that Saturday morning, right, following, the, yeah. following that, a bunch of those, all of them <laughs> showed up for our scrimmage at 10 o'clock in the morning at Kettle Moraine. Um, we, didn't, we didn't let them play. Those guys had, had enough kind of wear and tear on their bodies, but them showing up, being there, and supporting their team really – helps roll their success and their momentum into our season. And they've been through, They've been, like you said, they've been battle-tested. Uh, they know what it takes to win, and that can only help our team and our run this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I think now we'll move on to our segments. Um, so what is your Mount Rushmore basketball games that you've coached? Basketball games that I've coached? Wow. Um, I am terrible at remembering specific details about games from like, guys ask me about my high school career guys ask me about games I'm, I'm terrible at it um, I think where I would start probably one of the top games was in my first year we actually went on a, we were kind of underrated under the radar and went on a run to the end of the season uh, there was a team the year before that was under 500 and then we went we went to a very difficult this is back when the city conference was was the top conference in the, in the state um, we went on the road to Riverside to, to win. We were, I think we were seven or eight seed, maybe even lower, went and won that game. And then probably the top game is the following game where we went and played King at Brookfield Central. Uh, that team, Jordan Poole was on that King team, uh, as well as a couple other division, division one players, obviously Jordan being in the NBA and we, we hammered them. Right. And it was exciting atmosphere. The Brookfield Central Gym, they were the kind of the neutral site host. And winning that game was one of the top games that I've coached in. It was just the excitement. And then the following, and then going on to compete for, and we, we ended up losing in the sectional finals that year uh, against a team we had actually beaten twice. Uh, but I would say that that King game that year, uh, the following year, which is the team that, we, that went to Madison, uh, winning the game at... Um, we had a number of tough games on the road there, but winning at West Dallas, it was at West Dallas Central versus Riverside. Mm -hmm. And again, Riverside, the top team, everybody was picking them to win. And we won that game. And so that, and that was the game to get us to, to Madison for the first time in, in a long time. So those would probably be the t kind of the top two games that, uh, that I can think of. Um, you know, in recent years, 
you know, we, we, after those two years, we had some, we had a couple down years and certainly last mm-hmm. year, um, you know, last year going back on a run and, and winning the conference, I think beating, you know, anytime you beat your, your, your rivals and mm-hmm. schools like Brookfield central Brookfield East, yeah. Yeah. um, who, you know, and frankly for the previous couple of years had, had, had beat up on us pretty good. So being able to get back on track and, and do some of those things. Um, but the two specific games really is those that that Riverside game and that yeah. King game. Because you were picked to lose too. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons our Franklin game was so exciting for us because everyone was picked at Franklin and six percent or something <coughs> voted for us to win and beating them. That's why that yeah. game was so no exciting. One, for no us. one expected us to win that game. So. Yeah, I did. I did too. It's I'm important. just saying in it's the, good. the <laughs> mass yeah. in general. But. Yeah. All right. I think we'll move to our next segment, and this is our market highlight. So, do you have a market moment, either? teaching here or uh, coaching here or as a student here that stands out to you? Uh, a particular moment. I, I don't know that I have a, spe- a particular moment. Yeah. And I think it, for, and, and, and I kind of said that the details for me are a challenge. I think it's the, the, the relationships and opportunities you have over time. It's just, the, it's really the people, yeah. you know, it comes down to the people. And I, you know, I actually think about one of the more meaningful times for, for me with people is, you know, I'll think back to, you know, I mentioned that I had, I broke my back in college. And then that Christmas, on Christmas Eve is when I had my spinal fusion because I didn't want to miss classes yeah. in the second mm-hmm. semester. Um, looking back on it probably would have been okay. <laughs> um, but knowing that the two of the people that, that came to see me and visit me, you know, seeing, you know, guys like Coach Basham and Coach, Ke- Coach Kelly visited me in the hospital yeah. um, over the, over that time. And, and that's, you know, those are people who I look up to and who to this day are, consummate leaders and so those relationships with people like that and then even just looking at a couple years ago when my father passed away the amount you know when I in the church during the mass the majority of the people were market high people and those connections and those that come out to support and, and and other events that that have happened here at the school over the years just the support and relationships with the different people. So, I, it, you know, it's not, there's they're not a specific moment. Right, yeah. It, yeah, obviously those two are kind of specific, uh, but, uh, but it's just the relationship with the people over the years. And even guys like coach Raff coach, yeah. coach was my receivers coach 20 some odd, 25, 26 years ago now, I guess. Um, and to this day, just being able to have a relationship, same, same type, some of it is the same type of relationship we had when I was 16, 17 years old, but, but there's that, there is that respect and admiration to the people you build connections with over the years. And, and there could be people I haven't seen in 10, 20 years and you just feel like you pick up where you left off and it hasn't been a day. Yeah, sure. Okay. It's time for our one final thought. Mr. Kowaleski is Sammy Silverton from Springfield, Massachusetts. Sammy. Anybody know what uh, Springfield, Massachusetts is famous for? I'm guessing you I, know. I'm not. No, I'm, you guys don't know? I'm, I'm, not sure. I'm guessing you do know. It is the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, James Naismith invented the game there in 1891, and it's the home to the Basketball Hall of Fame. There you go. Wow. Yeah, he, James Naismith was from England. Dr. Naismith. Dr. Naismith, he was yeah. from England. He came over to the United States and invented basketball for some reason. But anyway, the question Sammy. is Jordan or LeBron? Jordan. Easy. That quick? Simple. Yeah. Why? I think the game is different. Uh, now that's a <laughs> this one being kind of on right. I, I just you know <clears throat> both ends of the court leader who we, who they played with who they surround themselves how they carry themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jordan being kind of elite competitor. I mean, they're a little bit different body types, things like that. But I, I would take as a winner and competitor, I would take Jordan all day. Yeah, the one thing that was uh, always said about Jordan by his teammates was if you thought he played hard in the game, you should have come to watch him practice. Yeah, and uh, and obviously I you you go by the stories. You don't actually see them practice and see doing things. You hear what other people say, but yeah, I mean I think guys that go hard in their life and everything that they do, and and I think Jordan in terms of just the the focus, the laser focus, and worrying about the game. And I think there's there's other things outside the game and and referees and different things like that 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 you see out of LeBron that I'm not a fan of. Yeah. I'm a Jordan fan too. I'm a I'm a Bulls uh, fan. So oh, Chicago. It's it's a little biased, no? Yeah. Well, Jordan's actually better though. Okay, that's <laughs> it. But I I, yeah. I agree. I agree with you on that one. He competes, like uh, Coach Coach uh, Kowalewski said. He competes. Yep. Yeah. So that'll wrap it up for our 11th episode of Raph and the Meatballs. Uh, thank you, Mr. Kowalewski, for coming on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Raph. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Sammy.